podcasting from my sex writing cave where all the smut happens in real life and my head are on paper. This is the Smut Lancer podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smut Lancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 33. This week, let's talk about specific types of self-promotion that make some Smut Lancers very nervous and how we can think about it in a more strategic way. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced every Wednesday and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at The Smut Lancer. This week's episode is brought to you by QuickBooks Self-Employed. Want to have a better way to keep track of all your income? Do you need help tracking how much you owe in quarterly taxes? I use QuickBooks Self-Employed for that and more. It's an invoicing system, a reporting tool, and a great way to keep up with the receipts and payments. I use it to figure out how much I've made for the year, to project how much I will make, to keep track of my expenses for my taxes, and to actually pay my quarterly taxes. Even if you don't need to do all of that yet, it's great for tracking your income no matter how big or small. If you use my special link, bit.ly slash smutlancer, you'll save 50% off the cost for the first year. That's bit.ly slash smutlancer. And if you sign up using that link, you can get access to QuickBooks Self-Employed for as little as $5 a month. Again, it's bit.ly slash smutlancer, or just use the link in the show notes. Okay, so this is my first week back with um, what I would call like my typical episode. And um, it's weird because the idea hit me on Monday. I drafted a major outline, which never sort of happens that way. I usually have like two bullet points and I try and make a whole 30 minutes out of that. And then one of what I feel like might be one of the most important and timely points then came to me later. Like it wasn't even what I was thinking about. Um, But let's start there first um, because I think this relates to the topic in general this week. So as I'm recording, it is early October. I'm actually recording on October 9th. You, the earliest you could possibly hear this will be October 10th. And we are right in the middle of sex blogger list nomination season, where either we um, nominate ourselves or we ask our friends to nominate us or however, depending on the list you're looking at, uh, I think actually both require that other people nominate you. Either way, we're at that point in the year when different entities, one of which being my good friend Molly Moore, who you would have heard in uh, episode 32, um, basically say, hey, let's make a list of sex bloggers, top sex bloggers based on different criteria, um, send in your nominations. And every year there are sex bloggers who say that um, they don't want to ask their followers to nominate them or they're very uncomfortable with the list. And for the record, let me just say this right up front. You get to have whatever reason is meaningful to you to not like those lists, to not want to participate, to not want to be involved. That is absolutely your right. Not saying that everybody should participate even if you don't want to. That's not at all. The people I'm actually wanting to make sure I talk to today and that maybe hear the sound of my voice are the people who don't want to ask their followers to nominate them or don't want to promote the list not because they have some moral or ethical or other objection to the list, but because deep down they don't think they're good enough, they don't wanna be rejected, they um, don't want to be whatever they consider too low on the list, um, and that um, they're kind of 
nervous about it and afraid of it. What I like about Molly's top sex blogger list uh, nomination is you don't nominate yourself. Other people nominate you. And what I think tends to happen to a lot of bloggers is they go in to start nominating their own sex blogger friends and they see somebody has nominated them and then they are shocked. It's like, well, if you have people who are reading your work, somebody's bound to notice and there's a very good chance somebody's going to nominate you. Um, Kinkly, their nomination is also open right now, and I've got that linked in the show notes too. That one requires five votes in order for them before they will even consider you. Now, considering their current list of anybody can add themselves to their overall list, I think is near 500. I know it's over 400. You know, is their criteria perfect? Maybe not. Um, with Molly's list, it only takes one nomination to be on the list, and I actually prefer it that way. Um, but every list gets to have its own criteria. I wrote a blog post about um, that last year, about how I view that stuff. And that was before I was selected as the top sex blogger for Molly Moore's list that she does. So uh, that was, I had no freaking clue. I've always been very low down in that list. I uh, made a few tweaks to my site, got back into blogging more regularly and lo and behold there it was so um, the nice thing is once you're number one on molly's list you can't ever be nominated again so it's one list that i can just nominate the hell out of people and i don't have to think about it otherwise and it's kind of cool so but let's talk about multiple ways that you can promote yourself because essentially if you only look at these lists as a it's a ranking of who's better than who and you don't look at it in the way that I would like you to look at it it's very easy to be negative about some of these things or to be very anxious about some of these things where you desperately want to be on the list but you're afraid you're not good enough and the way I want you to look at this is as a strategy for self-promotion where it doesn't matter where you show up on the list as long as fingers crossed you hopefully show up on the list. Now, I think part of this, and it's not just about these lists, this just happened to be kind of really weirdly perfect timing. It's because for those of us who are sex bloggers, we're sex blogging in whatever way we're doing that because it's a creative outlet, because we have something to say, because we're passionate about the content we're creating, because we're figuring things out. And it's not necessarily about the lists or about who links to us or about who shares our blog posts. That's not why we're doing that. And I think that is probably the best first step you should have. And we've talked about this in the past, create the content that is meaningful to you and don't do it because you're waiting for somebody else to notice you and somehow anoint you as somebody who's worthy to be linked to. That's not, that should not be where you, the place you start from. However, I think it's important if you're trying to build a sex blog that makes money, become a smut lancer of somebody who people reach out to and go, hey, I want to hire you. Will you come do a thing for me? Hey, I want to give you money for doing this thing, right? That we have to rethink this outside of our creativity. So the creativity is important. The, the fact that we're sort of driven a little bit by our inspiration and about how we feel about our work. That is absolutely important. I am not asking anybody to forsake that in the name of self-promotion. Quite frankly, if you abandon all the creative side of that and only focus on the self-promotion, the your blog stops being what made it so great and worthy of people promoting it, people sharing it, people wanting to pay you to be on it, okay? 
but it's it's like holding two complicated ideas in our head at the same time y'all we're gonna work on the thing that moves us that matters to us we're gonna talk about the things that matter to us and also we're going to strategically get ourselves in front of other people okay and while this might not be important to the person who uses their blog as sort of a journal and they're not trying to make money and they're not they don't care about the size of their audience it's not that important to them if those are your goals, if you've got goals beyond the, I'm gonna create the, the things that matter to me, you do have to become more strategic because it's very easy to sort of get lost in the, in the shuffle. The other problem I think, and it comes back to sex blogger lists and it comes back to why a lot of sex bloggers don't volunteer to do things or sign themselves up to do things or just put their links out there when the opportunity arises is because a lot of creative people don't think we're good enough. We don't think that we always think somebody else is better than us. So therefore clearly that other blogger will be chosen or picked or, you know, deemed, deemed, you know, the right one. Most of the time, that's not how it works. It's who put themselves forward, who put themselves out there to be seen. So somebody else could even know they existed. And that's what I want you to get more comfortable doing. So there are a lot of different ways that this um, occurs. And because I am a part of a couple of them and I have been asked to do a couple of them, I see them from both sides. So there's the opportunity to submit your blog posts to other websites and memes and projects. Uh, off the top of my head, there's Masturbation Monday, this, there's Sinful Sunday. There, When Smut Marathon sign up occurs, because it's a, you sign up once and then you're part of it for however long you're part of it. So it's not like a, it's not like you can sign up for Smut Marathon multiple times. You sign up when it's open or you don't, right? But it, these things that give you the opportunity to create whatever you were gonna create and then submit it to another place and put yourself out there in front of other people. That is something that a lot of people hold back on. I personally, as somebody who runs Masturbation Monday, hear from newer sex bloggers all the time. I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I should. I thought I was too new. And and I'm here to tell you from one uh, meme organizer's uh, perspective, that's not true at all. I don't care how new you are. I don't even care how not great your content is yet because the more you do it, the better you will get. There's agreeing to interviews, um, whether they're blog post and written interviews or their podcast interviews or their um, video interviews. I'm awful about this. I don't get requests that often, but when I do, it, if I say yes at all, it takes me a long time. I'm not good with that kind of self-promotion. Um, I will do it. I'm trying to get better at it. But yes, I understand the struggle because that's where I struggle. Uh, participating in other website events. And I think this one comes back to Smut Marathon that I mentioned earlier, but then there's other things. So um, Marie Rebel, Molly Moore and myself, for our memes, we do a thing where we um, choose like a top three or a top five or whatever every week from the preceding week's meme. And the cool thing is, is that um, when we reach out to people and say, hey, will you do this? If they're capable of doing it, meaning they don't have anything else going on and it fits their schedule, most people will say yes. And they're very honored and flattered to do it. And that's wonderful. And um, I have no problem asking people. It's kind of fun to ask somebody and then see them get really excited that they were asked. But I personally, and I think I've seen Molly do this too. We also put out there, hey, if you want to be a part of this, if you're thinking, I've never gotten a chance to do that, but I'd love to. 
it's like crickets out there for me personally. Nobody steps up and says, yeah, I'll do it. And the, I think the reason is, is that part of it is that, oh, are we worthy? Are we good enough? Surely someone else has better than me has said, yes, we will do it. And the fact is that's not true at all. And while I don't want to be inundated with hundreds of emails of people going, me, 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 I'll take a, a dozen and be very happy with it. But if you see something like that, somebody is asking for bloggers or people with content or people with websites to volunteer to participate in a thing. And part of what you get from that is mentioned on their blog with a link back to you. I want you to consider it. I want you to think of it not as, I'm not good enough to be somebody who does that, but as, ooh, this is an opportunity to get mentioned on another website to get in front of another audience to do something that's part of the community reading through all these blog posts and picking somebody or or whatever the the offer might be and yeah I'll participate because this is my chance to maybe be found by somebody who did not know I existed otherwise and another one in that list of different ways that this comes up is the sex blogger list so like I said at the top, instead of worrying that you're not good enough, instead of worrying that, you know, you might not like the position you're in. The way I've always looked at wherever I ranked prior to last year, and I do still look at this on the Kinkley side, is I just want to improve from the year before. I'm not trying to beat any other sex blogger on the list. I'm not in competition with anybody. I'm in competition with myself. So if I hit a number, on the list, then I'm thinking, okay, what, what do I need to do to rank higher next year? And that for me has always been the goal. But if you never put yourself on the list to begin with, then you have no marker for how you're going to improve. Now, I recognize that it makes some people very anxious and it really, like, it really bothers them and sort of triggers them in some ways. And in, in that case, you have to take care of yourself first. But if it's more of a, why me? Are you sure? Maybe I'm not good enough. I won't be as, I won't be very high. Well, no, you might not be very high, especially if you're, you know, still relatively new within the parameters of the list. But it is yet again, another way to get in front of people you might not normally be in front of. I can verify that the kinkly list as imperfect as it is y'all it is and I, I recognize and they're actually tweaking their criteria this year i've linked it in the show notes so you can go read that information if you're interested um i still i've never been anywhere near the top 10 or i don't even think the top 20 i'm kind of technically in the top 20 now but it's a weird algorithm thing i don't understand it but not because they they put me there let's put it that way um I still get people who reach out to me because they saw me in the kinkly sex blogging list. Like that's where they found me. I get (laughs) clicks. Wow. I can't speak today. Clicks to my website from kinkly. Now part of that's because I have written for kinkly in the past and I'm one of their contributors, but sometimes it's from the sex blogging list. So, you know, all of these different opportunities as they come up and they'll come up kind of randomly. October is for right now, at least sex blogger list season. So you, you can count on that one, but these other things where other bloggers are saying, Hey, I'm doing a thing. I would love it if you'd participate instead of saying, well, what if I'm not good enough for this? It's time to shift the thinking and go, 
can that work to my benefit? Even if I'm not the best one, even if I don't win the prize or whatever the thing is that, that might intimidate you a little bit, can I use that to further my own goals? Now, I wanna make clear that I'm not advocating for gross spammy self-promotion and inserting yourself into projects where you don't fit. Like, here's the deal. When somebody says, hey, I'm looking for a list of um, queer sex bloggers, guess who? I'm not putting myself forward. I'm not a queer sex blogger. When somebody says we're looking for um, blogs by people of color, guess what? I'm not, I'm not inserting myself. I don't belong there. That's not for me, okay? So you do have to use some judgment here. And, and this is no knock at my erotica writing friends, but the erotic authors do give some self-promotion a bad name because there are, I have personally started unfollowing and blocking the people who just spam me with their book links. That's, that's not, this is not what we're talking about. Okay. It's about strategy and it's about making sure it fits with who you are, where you want to go, and what kind of audience you want to get in front of, and what kind of thing you're creating. Okay, so let, let's put that out there. But here are some strategies and reasons why you would do this. What, what you would be potentially creating for yourself if you participated more in the opportunities as they arise. So one is the opportunity to get your link on another website. This is part of what's known as off-site SEO. Um, the, I don't know if it's a colloquialism or if this is a technical term, but you might see it referred to as Google link juice, where part of their very complicated algorithm for deciding which sites rank happen to be backlinks. Are other sites linking to your site and not calling it a no follow link? So if you've been following the blog for any amount of time, you've probably seen me talk about no follow links. Those are links where you are compensated to create that link on your site. But when somebody naturally links to you, Share Our Shit Saturday is one where blogger, sex bloggers go through and say, who did I like this week? And they link out to the blogs they like. Those are backlinks that are being created. Um, in the top three Masturbation Monday picks, I don't know follow those. Those are, those are genuine links. People picked them, decided these are the posts they like. I link back to your website. Two things happen here. You get a little bit of Google link juice and um, you get in front, and this is the other uh, strategy, you get direct attention in front of an audience you might not have normally gotten in front of. It might not be a hundred people that click over, but one or two people definitely counts. So anytime you can put your link naturally and in a way that is authentic and not spammy and not gross in front of another audience on another website, as a natural link, they liked you well enough to link to you or you were given the opportunity to naturally add your link. It was not, wasn't a compensation thing. It's not an ad. It's, you know, content where you're participating. I am all for that. I don't, I don't focus on creating backlinks. I don't focus on getting people to link to kaylalords.com or the smutlancer.com over and over again. But I also have benefited from that natural occurrence of just being part of this sex blogging community for as long as I have been. Um, in case in point for, for getting in front of a new audience and having your link in front of people who didn't know you existed, uh, a couple of weeks ago from the time I re I'm recording this episode, 
girl on the net liked one of my blog posts on the smutlancer.com and included it in her share our shit saturday where as i was reading it i promptly squeed and squealed and blushed and gushed at her online because that's what you do um and over the course of three days i easily got gosh i would say over a hundred views from her site alone we are now like a week and a half, two weeks out from that moment when she did that. I am still getting links from her site to mine where they were at her site and they clicked on mine and they came to visit. Now, in a perfect world, what happens is when they come over, they read the thing that they were linked to and I've done such a good job or they're curious enough that they stick around and maybe, just maybe, fingers crossed, they become part of my, my audience and they come back on their own later. That is not something that you can forced to happen it is something you can work towards and it's what you want to happen but you can't force it so the best opportunity is to um, when you have opportunities to get yourself in front of other audiences and it fits take it um and participate in enough stuff and write enough just good content that people want to link to you because it's not just that they love you and that that to me is gratifying enough but there are other strategic benefits to it that I would I would be foolish to pretend aren't there and that I haven't benefited from. Of course I have. So you should benefit from them too. Just remember content first. Don't ever create, please don't create things going, oh, clearly somebody will link to this because that almost never works. Just create the content that is authentic to you. Um, the other thing that happens when you start participating and you're all over the place and you're on this site and you're on that site and you were picked a top three here and you were picked a whatever here is that kind of adds to your brand and to your portfolio and when you start reaching out to brands and you're like hey why don't you work with me why don't you sponsor my website why don't you how you know advertise with me why don't you do this why don't you do that they're going to be like well who the hell are you and you can say well i was number this on this list or i've been picked this in you know, for my erotica multiple times, I have this many people here and I, it adds to your portfolio. It adds to the things that you get to say, look where I've been and look what I've done. Again, it still needs to be authentic. It still needs to be good content. It should not be spammy. Like, I feel like I need to add those in as PSAs because the reason I get very uh, concerned when I start talking about SEO offsite and, and things that help you can grow, you know, help you with in search or that can grow your audiences, that there are absolutely people who will manipulate that and um, use it in a, a way that just makes us all look bad. And I guess what I'm saying is please don't use this in a way that makes us all look bad. Um, primarily, I just want you to worry less about whether you quote deserve it, you know, that imposter syndrome thing or whether you're good enough for it. And I'd rather you go, wait, I would, I love that site. I'd love to have my link included. I'd love to be mentioned by that person. I'd love to get in front of their audience and to think about these things just more strategically. Instead of it being about your self-worth as a sex blogger, which by the way, it's not. It is not. Some of these things are completely arbitrary. The list has certain criteria that you might not be at a point where you're ready to exceed those expectations yet and meet every bit of those that criteria, but do this long enough and you will be. It's not about who's worthy and who we're going to anoint as the next person who's really popular. It's about who's out there creating the content. And sometimes it's about who's putting themselves forward. You know, 
I, I said earlier that, you know, when the the volunteer opportunities come up and, and somebody who's running a meme is like, hey, does anybody want to participate in this and help me out with this? I, I the thing that stresses me out the most <laughs> as for Masturbation Monday is getting um, blog posts submitted for the podcast, which is a thing we do, which is yet another way to get more links and potentially more um, people in your audience because they'll discover you in a different way. And to get volunteers or people who are willing to pick the top three Masturbation Monday posts in a week. And it's not that people don't do it. I think I've had two people with very legitimate reasons say that they couldn't do it. It's that it's a time thing for me. I have to, I keep a list. I'm like, okay, I don't want to ask anybody in this, like too close to themselves because I don't want to be, you know, ah, favoritism. And But who haven't I asked and who don't I know is out there and who have I never talked to before? And so that would be a weird request. And <laughs> I don't know how anybody else feels about it, but on a really strange level, it can actually be a little stressful and take a lot of time. So um, I don't want it to be a job for anybody else either. I just know that I'm, there are lots of reasons to do these things and to participate in these things. And when I tend to get into a one-on-one -on -one conversation with another sex blogger, they will say things like, I didn't think I would be good enough. I didn't think, you know, you would care about me. I didn't think that, you know, I should be the one, who am I to do these things? And it's pure imposter syndrome. 99% of the time is what it is. And I think instead of worrying about our self-worth, if we try to disengage from that and look at it as how does this help me? How does this further my goals? How, how, how can this benefit me? That's not all bad. That's not pure evil to do that, y'all. Um, I think as long as you're still authentic in your content, you're authentic in the way that you approach the people that you want to work with or that may have an opportunity. If you stay fairly humble and have some humility about it, be, you know, a decent human being and don't spam anybody, then there's, it absolutely can go hand in hand. Okay. I don't go after every opportunity just because I see it out there. It has to sort of fit with me. It has to feel right. But I am slowly learning how not to say no to myself to stuff because I somehow don't think that I should be out there. Well, somebody else is going to do it if not you or me. And if you've ever noticed that sometimes it's somebody that you're like, I blog better than them. <laughs> if you've ever, you don't have to admit out loud you've had that thought. But if you've ever had that thought, then my question to you is, well, why not you? If it's somebody else and you're you're thinking, well, wait, my, my posts are just as good or my posts are better, then why wasn't it you? And if you... <laughs> If you've been doing this for any amount of time and you have seen your numbers grow, remember in past episodes, we've talked about how to measure success and how to measure your goals and not to look at your total numbers necessarily, but to look at growth over time. If you're growing, you're not dropping, you're not stagnant, but you're growing over time and you're consistently creating content and you are getting any amount of positive feedback. One blogger, one reader, one person is telling you, hey, good job over there. I'm enjoying this. Listen to that. That is that is the proof that you, maybe you're not exactly on the right track, but you're doing something. And that's worthy of celebrating. And that's worthy of putting yourself out there in front of other people and giving them the opportunity to decide, is this person for me or are they not for me? And if they're not for me, okay, we can't appeal to everybody, nor should we try. 
but you never know when you will connect to somebody new. You have no way of predicting that. But if you never put yourself out there and never give yourself the opportunity to be in new places and participate in new things and be seen on lists and whatever, whatever the thing might be, um, then you never get the opportunity to connect with that one person who might become your next super fan and buy every book you've ever written and tell every friend they've ever got that you're the best blogger ever and whatever your thing is. And they, you might never know them and they may never know you. And then that little catalyst for your next stage of growth might not happen. So it is a numbers game. It is a um, the more you do, the more opportunities you have. And yet, yes, I want you to stay true to who you are as a creator as well. I want you to create the things that matter to you. I want you to participate in the projects or the, the opportunities that feel right to you. But what I don't want you to do is to decide that you are somehow not worthy because you absolutely are. And I promise you, there are writers out there have way more talent than I do. They are damn good writers. I am not going to go toe to toe, head to head with them on how to write some smut. Okay. It's, I am not, if, if my blog is bigger or if my audience is a little bit wider, or if I've got these opportunities, it's not because I create the best fucking smut everywhere and ever and better than anybody else. And I'm what, no, it's, some luck, <laughs> it's consistency, it's things we've talked about. And it's also finally, and it took me a while, getting used to going, no, I wanna be there. I wanna be on that side. I wanna be, I want my link there. I wanna be known by that audience. And yes, it is creating the best damn content you can because you never know who will love it and you never know who will share your content. But it, y'all, you, you are all, I don't care who you are and where you're at in, in your blogging journey and whether you're brand new or you've been doing this for years, you are absolutely worthy of being on those lists, of being linked to, of being mentioned, of participating in whatever it is. You might not be as good today as you're gonna be in six months or a year. You might start out at the bottom of a list. You might not even make the list this year, but you only have one place to go from there and that's up. But if you never put yourself out there in whatever ways come up for you, you'll never know. And you'll, you won't have that potential metric and that potential opportunity to measure your future growth against. So there have I've ranted at you. <laughs> kind of on a roll. I had finished uh, recording a Loving BDSM podcast prior to recording this one. And I was on a ranty roll there too. Um, I do not think lists and memes and this and that are the end all be all, but I do think that they have helped me. They have helped me um, in ways that, yeah, I still had to create the good content and I still had to put in the time and I still had to do all the content and I still had to do everything else that I did, but these things gave me an extra lift. They gave me an extra boost. Sometimes it was a confidence boost and sometimes it was a legitimate, like algorithmic little boost. Um, Go for the confidence, go for the meeting new people and having new people discover that you exist more than worrying about an algorithm. But I have benefited from that. So I'm not gonna pretend otherwise and I'm not gonna pretend to you that, that you can't benefit from them too. You absolutely can. So that I think is my lecture slash rant for the week. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Those reviews really do help. And I know on Apple Podcasts, you can review every episode. So please, please, please do that. And check out the blog, past episodes, and other great information at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at thesmutlancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at Kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening. Let's do this again next week.